Welcome to The Big Cheese Show, your destination for fantasy sports domination. Now, here's your host, Chris The Big Cheese Cheon. Welcome, everybody, to The Big Cheese Show. We are underway in the football season, college and NFL. Hopefully, you have started off profitably. I know one guy who has been absolutely crushing it, not only in baseball, he has been crushing it in football as well. And that is Anthony Latino, the odds fellow on Twitter. Anthony, what's good, brother? What's up, man? Thanks for having me back. Absolutely, bro. And I want to get started with some college football on Friday night. We've got Utah taking on USC. Utes, three and a half point favorites. Anthony, I took BYU against USC in a teaser last week. Ended up working out for me, no doubt about it. If you had them on the money line, that was even more profitable. This USC team, what do you expect from them on a shorter week? Do they come out and play for Clay, or is this a lost squad? I think they get the job done for Clay. I think what I'm really focusing in on here is the way this team plays at home. Uh, these splits for both Clay and I think for USC and this type of team, the you know the young quarterback that they have, he's proven to be better at home. Clay's proven to be better at home. Utah has not won uh, out in Los Angeles in in some time, and I think that's that goes back a little bit while. I think they've at least lost the last eight in a row, kind of going out there to USC. Um, so really my focus point, and, and I actually got a good number on it. I got it at plus four. So I think you should shop around now, look plus three and a half plus four points, but that's where I'm kind of leaning. I think Utah's got a tough schedule. USC's coming off that tough loss, uh, where it was a bit of a sandwich game for them. Um, so I think they come out in, in a different way and I think they get the job done. Would you have any teams that you would consider teasing them along with that are playing on Saturday? The reason I ask is, Honestly, man, you know how many times I've heard, oh, teasers are sucker bets. They're putting money in my wallet this year. And if you were going to tease two other teams on the Saturday slate, who have you been looking at so far? Yeah, I think, you know, with the teasers and the parlays, because I like to play them too, and I think you do hear that, you know, it's a sucker bet, you lose your money, you're going to screw yourself up. I think the key is to hone in on, you know, two or three games, I think, where people struggle and uh, I'm guilty of it before with the New Jersey, you know, sports book uh, on, on DraftKings. You can stack six to eight things, get this huge, you know, plus money payout. That's just, yeah, it looks enticing. You throw, you know, 10, 25, 50 bucks on and uh, you get that value. But those things aren't going to hit, right? You know, might hit once in a blue moon. But I think if you, to your point, can really hone in on two or three games, uh, use that as a teaser or a money line parlay, which I also like to do, I think there is some value. So, you know, with USC and getting some of those points up, which I think is good value on a teaser. Um, the other two games that I'm focused on, Michigan State probably to bounce back and play a little bit uh, better against the Northwestern team. That's that's generally pretty scrappy, but they're given nine and a half to Northwestern. And I think if you bring that thing down, you know, below a field goal, near a field goal, I think they, that Michigan State team bounces back and gets it done in a tough Big Ten matchup. And uh, another one is, that I'm keying in on again, you know, have to look at the sides is Notre Dame and Georgia. Uh, right now that's hovering around 14 and I could actually see value on that going one way or the other. Cause I think it's going to be generally a, a bit of a tighter game, you know, probably a one to, to, to two score type game, maybe hovers in that seven to 10 point range. Um, so you could probably get creative with the T's going one of those directions. And that's just to highlight two of the bigger profile ones. But, but I think there's value if you really dig into those two or three team teasers. Yeah, a couple of the teams that I'm going to be looking at. You mentioned Notre Dame. If you tease them a three-team teaser, Notre Dame, you can have them at 
plus 24 and a half. I would venture to think that they would cover 24 and a half points. Another team I'm looking at is Old Dominion. They're not very good. They're rebuilding. They're young, but they have been battle-tested playing teams like Virginia Tech. I like when you play opponents that are better than you and more experienced than you are because that's the level of competition you, short-term at least, are accustomed to playing. And I think going up against Virginia, 38.5 points, if you if you get that in a three-team tease, that's the other one I'm eyeing up here, Anthony. That's a good way to get creative with it. I think Old Dominion burned me a little too much last year. I don't know if I can ever go back to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got a good stadium down there in Norfolk. Let's look at some of these spreads here on the Sunday slate. We've got the Jets' 22-point dogs against New England. Are they a game that you're looking at and saying you want 22 points? This is an NFL game, and I want 22 points, or would you rather go New England? I mean, I definitely lean, and I think the Sharps definitely lean towards taking those points. I I heavily thought about it last week when the Dolphins were hovering between 19.5 and and, I think as high as it hit 20 points. 0.5 0.5 I don't think it ever hit 21 and and I looked at it closely never luckily touched it from you know for my own bankroll um but what's interesting with these types of spreads you know I went back and I was doing some digging and since 1993 seven teams have closed as a favorite of 20 plus right obviously this week you got two of them but since 1993 those seven teams are 7 and 0 against against you know straight up wow but what do you think what do you think that record is against the spread <laughs> I am trying to remember the 2011 Patriots years when they had Randy Moss and they were undefeated. They were basically favored almost by that every week. And I don't know and remember if they really covered those spreads. So I'm going to go like out of seven games, I'm going to guess three and four. One and six. Oof. Yeah. So even worse. But you're you're on that path, right? It's just I think it's tough to do in the NFL with the level of experience. And these guys come out, you know, they're collecting a paycheck they're going full tilt and these are all professionals the best of the best so you know there's probably value in those higher numbers i think i'm leaning away from both of them just because those teams have been train wrecks but that one to six really jumped out at me the last time it happened that that the team won and covered you know because obviously they're seven and zero straight up it's going to be back in 2001 so you're looking at the rams versus the panthers and the rams were a 20 point favorite and they beat the panthers 48 to 14 wow I'll tell you a fishy line here, Anthony. That is the Denver Broncos getting seven and a half against the Green Bay Packers. And the reason I mention that is I almost think that Green Bay can be favored by more here. Joe Flacco looks done. I don't know that this offense and this team as a whole is built for 21st century 2019 NFL. And I just think more LaFleur getting accustomed to – Working a game with Aaron Rodgers, and you heard Rodgers after week one how great the defense played against Chicago. I I think Green Bay can crush Denver. What do you think? No, I tend to agree with you there, and I think it's a combination of of a couple things. I think what you mentioned with LaFleur is important. He's just going to get more and more comfortable with Rodgers and what that offense can do. Um, But more importantly, the way their defense is playing, right? And you saw that against Minnesota. Um, and what they did bottling up Kirk Cousins. You definitely saw it, you know, week one and the way they came out and, you know, uh, flustered Trubisky and what traditionally has been a very good uh, offensive scheme run by by Matt Nagy. So, you know, I think this game is probably going to be a bit of a slugfest, but I, I think it's it would be tough for Denver to keep up. You know, they're in a tough 0-2 spot, um, so obviously you, you expect them to show up. Uh, you know, I think a lot of the uh, – the ticket count is sitting with Green Bay right now. Um, and, 
you know, you're still seeing that line movement of six and a half to seven and a half. So I'm watching it. I think if it goes below or, or hits back to that key number of, of seven, it's probably something I'll jump on. Um, we'll probably get to it a little bit later, but it's one of the, one of the games I'm also eyeing from a money line parlay perspective of trying to package two or three of these things together. Cause I think the Packers get it done. Oh, don't tease me like that, bro. <laughs> who, who are we looking at money line wise? Is it a dog that you'd prefer on the money line? No, what I like to do, especially with the NFL, is probably similar to what I do in baseball. You know, I'll eye up two or three of those games. Um, you know, generally try to stay away from the heavy favorites. Some books don't even offer those heavy favorites. But, you know, I'll look for those those mid-tiers or, or those favorites and try to package two or three up. I parlay, try to get back into even or, you know, plus odds. And the couple that I'm really focused on this week are, are the Vikings, which is a little bit higher. I, I just don't think the Raiders show up. I don't think they can compete with the upper echelon, even the way they looked in week one. But that brings back the question of what's Joe Flacco. Um, so, you know, a heavy lean to the Vikings uh, and definitely looking at the Seahawks. I just don't think, and, and I know you had some thoughts on this too, that the Teddy Bridgewater era didn't look like it was going to be off to a great start when he came in against the Rams. And I don't think that changes in a tough environment in Seattle. Yeah, I am with you on the Teddy Bridgewater stuff. He was really errant th- with his throws, and um, I, I, I just don't know that they're going to go away from Bridgewater. We might find out some point Friday, Saturday, that it will be all of him, or they're going to use some sort of a variation of schemes where Taysom Hill takes half the snaps. I'm not really sure. I think... You talk about waiting on line movement and stuff like that. I don't see myself making any sort of wager until probably Sunday morning on this game. Probably It's a 425, so I kind of like to let the 1 o'clocks take shape before I start. The Chiefs hosting the Ravens. Chiefs, six-point favorites, Anthony. I love this game, and I think there's definitely a play I'm going to make on it. Um, you know, which direction and how much I start including is probably a little bit up in the air to see how things unfold. But one interesting stat that I did see – you know, again, looking at some of the trends, you know, I think which is just a factor in, in what you should be doing when you're, you know, making a play on some of these games. It shouldn't be the be all end all. I think it's a it's a variety of things. But teams that started the season with back to back road games, right? Those teams, as they come home for their home opener in week three, have historically been terrible bets. So they're sitting at um, again since 2003. So, you know, decent sample size yeah. of number of years and games. They're looking at 11, 27 and two. So that's a 29% you know, win rate against the spread, right? Again, against the spread. So historically, these teams have just been a fade for whatever reason coming home um, and, and the way they perform. So the, rate, the, the Chiefs are obviously in that spot, right? This is a home game for the Chiefs. They opened up with two wins on the road, and they come home to open up against what, what's been a feisty Ravens team, something I'm sure you're seeing in, yep. the, you know, in the market in the region. So what I'm actually looking at eyeing up here, I'll probably lean towards um, the Ravens, but that play isn't as significant for me as the under. I just, I think the Lamar Jackson experiment slows down a bit here um, against a little bit of a higher echelon of a team. And obviously I think the Ravens historically have had a good defense and I think, you know, they'll cause some fits and slow down um, some of what the chiefs are trying to do on offense. So I think two teams really step it up in quality, maybe a bit of that home opener hangover, for the chiefs and right now this number you know at one point jumped up around 54 and a half 55 and it's actually been pushed back down because of some of the sharp money and sharp focus on it yeah so i'm I think saying it's 52 around 52 and a half right is it 52 now i have 52 yeah so even more reason right just to to keep your eye on that and for me if i can get it around you know 52 52 and a half 53 
Um, definitely a, a, an underplay I'll be looking at. Let's get the Latino lock for week three, unless you have already revealed it, but what is your favorite play of the slate? Well, so I think for the college, you know, we've already locked in that USC plus four. I'll be watching that line to see if anything bites up and if we can jump more there. Um, I do like, and we'll be playing that under that I mentioned again, going to be watching it, but anything North of 52, especially if I can get the hook on 52 and a half, that'll be move. And right now the, the lean is a, uh, Vikings Seahawks part money line parlay, which I think should be, you know, right around minus 130, you know, 125, 130. I got to check all the money line movement, but you know, you're getting close to even odds for two teams that I, I think went out, right? There you have it, Anthony Latino. You can follow him on Twitter. He is the Odds Fellow, and he is an outstanding resource for those of you who want to be profitable this weekend and most weekends. We don't win every weekend, but most weekends in the NFL season. Anthony, thank you so much. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in once again to the Big Cheese Show here on WTOPA Fantasy Sports Experience. And as you heard, we cover gambling as well. Please subscribe. Please, please, please subscribe to the Big Cheese Show on iTunes. Music in this episode is Rev by Eveningland, available in the YouTube audio library. 